Mahalo, Jennifer. Mahalo here basically means thank you. I was born in the spring in the United States of America. My mother says I was an easy birth and I was born smiling. I was born Catherine Kime, but because it was the spring and where I lived, my mother says, that while I nursed, I was cooing along with the bugs in the tree. That's my name, Katie Bug, or Katie did rather. Katie dids, locusts, cicadas, you may know them in South Carolina, but Katie dids were the bugs in the tree I was singing with at the time I was born. That's my name, Katie Kime, today. I'm a resident of Honolulu, Hawaii. I'm married, I'm five foot 10. I had taller than everybody in my classroom in sixth grade. And at that point, I could walk into my classroom in elementary school. And Jennifer met, referenced it earlier. She was burning up. Well, I was burning up every time I walked into a group of people with shyness, embarrassment, introvertedness. I turned beet red. But on the opposite side of that dichotomy, in sixth grade, we had a holiday play and it was the most beautiful star, brightest star on the Christmas tree. And I don't even remember what the moral of the story was. All I knew is, is that as shy as I was, I wanted to be the leading role. I wanted to be the leader. I wanted to be the star on top of that tree. But I was not chosen. At that time, the trend in my school was the majority of the people had beautiful, rich, dark hair. I have strawberry blonde hair. And like I said earlier, I was born long, tall, five foot 10 as an adult, but a head taller than all my classmates. So I did not meet the profile to be the most beautiful star on the top of the Christmas tree. What do all these things have to do with the characteristics of who makes us up? What does that have to do with designing flexibility and freedom and who we are as individuals as well as a collective group of NFB family? I'll tell you right now, you guys make me really nervous. I'm scared to death of you because I don't know you. I barely know Jennifer, but I had a great conversation with her on the phone and now I feel like she's my best friend. I'm very human interested. I was born interested in people. I'm still fascinated by people all the diversity and differences that make us up collectively. And I was born in a way that beauty, pretty things and aesthetics were really important to me unbeknownst to me early in life. My first recollection of it was I was about three years old. 
and I wanted to cook with my mom in the kitchen. And we were making scrambled eggs for breakfast. And I had remembered that in the garden were bright green chives. They're kind of like green onions if you don't know what they are, but they're chives, they're a little different. So I had collected some and thought they would be pretty up against the yellow of the eggs. So my mother took them and showed me how to chop them up. And that was the beginning of my designing life. How could I make things in my life pretty, joyous, and happy and make me feel good about everything that I did in life, even the trauma and the tragedy? How can I design it to be flexible to my freedom, to your freedom, to our freedom? Freedom is an interdependence, I think. I can be independent and a hermit on an island, which I'm not. I do live on an island, <laughs> but I'm not a hermit. I am married and he's making me nervous because he's on this call because he likes to listen to me when I present. But interdependence means that I'm interactive with other people, all of you here today. And at some point when we're back in person, I would love to meet all of you in person because that's when I really get to know you and get to interact with you and get to appreciate the beauty of who you are as a human being. So as we go through this process today, I would like you to think about what are the things that make you up? What are the things that make up you? What are the characteristics of you? We talk about characteristics all the time in the NFV. Well, I can tell you right now, everybody in this Zoom room, we're all human. Well, maybe there's some dogs out there or cats or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> as far as members, we're all human. Last time I checked. And the majority of us are blind. But what are the other characteristics, positive and negative, you believe about yourself that make up who you are as an individual and make it possible for you to design your life in a manner that is the optimum for you. Some of the characteristics I mentioned earlier are only a little bit about who I am, but in that my goals in life that came to me in a realization when I was about 32, were that the most important things to me were to be happy and to play in the sunshine with the people I love. And I remember my colleagues at the time said, well, you can't have that. You gotta have things like, well, I wanna buy a house. I wanna have a car. I wanna have, get married. I wanna have children. I wanna have a good job. I wanna make $60,000 a year, whatever their aspirations were. Well, I had a lot of those. I had a lot of things I wanted to do and to accomplish and to be. But I knew that if I started with my joy, my happiness, playing in the sunshine with the people I love, then everything else would follow from that. So ask yourselves right now, how would you design that basic goal, basic purpose? It might be one word joy, happiness, peace, those are mine. What are those basic words that establish everything else in your life? My life hasn't always been easy. 
but I've always found the joy and the happiness and the sunshine in the people I love. So that even in that negative trauma or tragedy, I can rise above it and redesign the flexibility of my freedom to be in the world as a human being with all the rights and privileges that I work hard for and choose to have. Jennifer, I'd like to hear from some of the folks on this call. What are some of the basis, simple words? What are some of the simple words that is the basis of who you are, that make up who you are, that you're always striving for in reaching the stars and that flexibility and thinking about designing yourself and your life, how you can be the optimum you want to be. And it may be as simple as I'm happy being a couch potato at home. And hey, I have those goals some days. I just want to sit on the couch and do nothing. Or it might be you want to reach for the stars and move beyond the couch and step outside one day. Or you might want to cross the country or cross the world. It doesn't have to be a lot. It's a real simple statement. So in this way of having set up the Zoom, is it possible for people to interact a little bit, Jennifer, and say uh, some yes. simple things? Okay. Yep, they can um, do it through the chat. We've got folks in person that can say some things. And then others, if they want to um, raise their hands, we certainly can do that as well. So we have a few options. Okay. Um, so I'd like to say it again then, just a few people. What are some of the simple things for you that enable you and is the purpose of your life to be able to be flexible to designing your life and yes. make some choices. Miss Pearl. Pearl, is that you? I heard raise your hand. I'm trying to remember numbers. <laughs> Seven on six. You got a lot of them there. I saw a ton of numbers when I joined oh. in. <laughs> um, so we have seven nine six seven zero five four. Is that Miss Pearl? Miss Pearl, your uh, your hands raised. Um, so star six to unmute my friend. Aloha, Pearl. You're mute. You're still muted, Pearl. All right, um, we'll get you whenever you can unmute, Ms. Pearl. Demetrius, I heard you. Aloha, Demetrius. Aloha. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So um, I'm. Um, my whole thing is to serve people and um, to be able to help those individuals who may be newly blind. Um, that's my biggest goal because um, I walk through those footsteps and I definitely know how hard it could be in order to overcome. So, yes. Awesome. Cool. Thank you. David, David Hat, was it David Hat? Yeah, so aloha. Aloha. Yeah, I'm a former resident of Waipahu and Never Beach. Ooh. And, uh, Waipahu. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> my goal, and I have traveled extensively since my parents were in the Navy and I have traveled all over the United States, been to Europe, and, and uh, all the way to Jordan. I was born in Panama. But my goal is to take my life experiences and to share them with others so that uh, they know that they are not limited just because of their blindness. Exceptional. Thank you. 
All right. Ms. Pearl, did you get unmuted, my friend? Yes, I was pressing the wrong button. Sorry about that. <laughs> I also agree with David and Demetrius. Also, believe in yourself. You know, don't doubt yourself. You, you can do things because I've stepped out more in the last three years since being visually impaired since 07 than I've done in a long time. I've tried new things. So just trust and believe in yourself and reach out and help others. Thank you, Pearl. Uh-huh. Anyone else? And then we'll carry on. You're my hero. I want to meet you someday because you're five foot ten and I'm four foot ten. So you can <laughs> I'm sorry, what's your name? Shelly. Shelly. Aloha. Thank you. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I wanted to be four foot ten and rich dark hair and voluptuous and cute, but I was five ten and oh well. <laughs> so Patricia, one is Patricia. Yes, hi. Good afternoon and aloha Alo to you. Aloha, Patricia. Uh, hey, listen, I just want to say that um, one of the characteristics that make up myself is um, being positive, that no matter what is going on, you know, be it um, visually impaired, be it totally blind or whatever, you know, is going on, I will encourage everyone to stay positive, try to find the silver lining in, you know, whatever the situation is, and just approach things with a more positive attitude, you know, and, and that's how I um, am able to get through with, you know, um, life, you know, daily um, tasks. And that's what I would like to say. And thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Patricia. I think what's really key here that everybody's been saying, and we're all in this together, is having optimistic perspectives about how to approach life. And that's what I mean by designing freedom and flexibility. How do I go about creating that? Now, one of the things I know you're working on, this is leadership seminar, and I have a title in Hawaii in the NFB, second vice president. I'm also the treasurer of one of our chapters. I'm also married to the state president. But all those titles absolutely mean nothing. They mean nothing. The characteristics of my attitude and how I go about life are what really means something. So every day as I go about as an individual who's blind, who's five foot ten, whose name is Katie, who was born in the spring, who was named after a bug. Oh, gee, great confidence that one is. But I love my name, Katie. How do I go about shaking up the world, shaking up me, making some changes, loving people, bringing joy, happiness, and sunshine into my life? so that I can actually assist in supporting other people to believe in themselves. Well, one of the things I do is I go about finding the things that make me happy. And helping people isn't always what makes me happy. As much as I'm a caregiver and I like to help people and I burn myself out doing it sometimes, 
I find that moving, not physically moving across the country or across the world, but physically standing up, walking, jumping up and down. And my favorite movement is swimming in the ocean. And that's why I have chosen to live in Hawaii. My health is better. My attitude's better. My motivation is better. My vision, not my eyesight, but my internal vision is clear. If I'm in that ocean of mine every day, and I very much own the Pacific Ocean as mine. Granted, I grew up in other oceans because of my father's work, but the Pacific's mine. So in your own life, there must be something, I'm certain of it in each of you, whether you're a couch potato or you're a world traveler, that movement and flexibility becomes freedom in your thinking. Whether it's the brain matter between our ears that shifts and moves and changes. And as leaders, and I think that everybody in the NFB is a leader by the mere fact that we chose to be members in the National Federation of the Blind. That means we decided we wanted to make a difference in our lives and other people's lives and to take that step to lead ourselves individually as well as collectively. Yeah, sometimes my ego gets in the way and I trip over it because somebody else with a bigger title than I do gets all the credit for what I think I did all the work, but then I have to laugh at myself because that ego gets in my way. Ultimately, what's the real purpose we're in this for? Is it about my freedom as a blind person? Yeah, sometimes. That's where I have to really decide what am I willing to fight for for myself? And that's the designing. What am I designing in my life for my independence and freedom as a blind person, as a female, as a tall person, as somebody who lives in Hawaii? That doesn't take a title, that just takes your name. Katie or Patricia or Pearl or David or Joe or Sam. Does the title help? Well, you can ask Jennifer or my husband, Virgil. No, it just gives you more responsibility that everybody wants to blame you for doing the job badly instead of doing it well. So the title really doesn't help in some ways. Although it does give us a, a bit of respect because we've been elected into those offices, but it takes all of us to do the work, as you know. So I think all of us are leaders in the National Federation of the Blind, but we are definitely leaders in our own personal lives. And if we have doubts that we're leaders, that's where collectively we can come together and look to each other for those resources, for that inspiration, for that support. One of the greatest gifts that I've ever received in my life was when I became a member of the National Federation of the Blind and all of you became my family. And that's why I hope to really be able to meet all of you at some point. The number of times I reach out across the country and call up a friend in the NFB and say, I need some help. I don't know how to do this anymore. Or I ran into a situation where I just need to spew or vent because it was so frustrating so that I can pick myself back up again 
and reach my goal of happiness, playing in the sunshine, and being with people I love so I can carry on. So at this point, those aspects of who make us up individually and collectively, that's huge leadership. If I was to pick up the phone and call one of you one days, you would be my leader at that point because I was reaching out for support. And I don't know how many of you in this room have a title or no title or elected office or not, but you all have a name. And to me, that's the leadership title. My address is Katie Kime. I am Katie Kime. I'm nothing else but Katie Kime. Yeah, I'm the second vice president of the NFB of Hawaii, but that means nothing compared to the fact that I am this individual born in the spring, born smiling, five foot 10, wants to achieve happiness, playing in the sunshine and joy in her life. Those are the important things that I think all of us as individual leaders and collective leaders can bring together. Jennifer, I'd be happy to open this up for questions if people have them. Right. Absolutely, Katie. I'm sure there are folks. Uh, we uh, one of our mics died, so we're gonna um, we're 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 doing the best we can today. We're doing awesome. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, you are. Yes. Um, so, does anyone have any questions for Katie? Linda Disley has a question for Katie. Go for it. I'm sorry, I had a comment. Uh oh, hold on. See, it's not all humans. There's your dog. I knew there were dogs in the house. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I just wanted to say that um, what I want to do, my aspiration, is to. Um, help others because we have, you know, people that are newly blind and we have children, especially in rural areas mm -hmm. that don't even realize their potentials and the parents. And we need to, um, I'd like to help parents to realize that if they're able to reach out to us, reach out to me, I want to make myself available then they can realize that their children can go a lot further than um, than they are. And to help newly blind people realize that it is definitely not the end of the world, no matter how old you are, no matter where you live, no matter who you are. And that's what I wanted to say. Thank you. So I have a question for you. Tell me your name one more time. Linda, Linda Disley. Linda. Linda Disley. Yes. So I have a question for you and anybody else. Mm -hmm. So I've mm -hmm. heard that as a con uh, point of a lot of people's interest and focus and purpose. But how do you plan to design that to achieve that, to actually implement that? Because I believe all of us in our hearts have that as a goal within the NFB. So how do you daily go about doing that, Linda? to support the parents, um, the children, the rural, the people in the rural communities? Well, for one thing, by me being um, legally blind with macular degeneration, I tried to set an example. Um, I've, I've worked in the school system, 
and I don't hide my blindness. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. One of the things to talk about it and to introduce others um, by talking, by setting examples, um, introduce them so that they can know that um, they can do. But I think we need to talk. We need to make ourselves visible and um, make myself available. That's and great. And listen and mm-hmm. listen. Um, one of the things um, sometimes people are crying out, but they don't know who to cry out to. So that's why it is very important to me to make yourself visible as a blind person. Because even working with children, when they saw that I was blind and I could do things, they were amazed. So when you get that attention, then they go home and they tell the parents. So when you, um, mm-hmm. they get that att- you give them that, okay, then you introduce them. And, um, you know, it seems to work. It works a little better and a little easier with um, with the children, but we, we need to get to the parents. So um, what I plan to do is to make myself available to some of maybe the PTO meetings at schools and mm-hmm. maybe do more speaking engagements in churches. That's great. You actually have a great design plan to move forward for others' individual freedom and thus flexibility and opportunity in their life. Yes, I think that's you. great. You said something really important to me is I go about my life living. I just am an example. I communicate it, whether verbally or physically, by being in motion and being out in the world. And I realize with the pandemic, it's a lot harder to be out in the world. I have made a choice based on my personal well-being not to be out very much because where I live is not a rural area. And during the pandemic, we pretty much shut down to tourism and visitors. And we were lucky to see 2,000 people come into the islands. Now we're having over 20,000 people a day fly into Hawaii again. That's a lot of people in my neighborhood that I'm not aware if they're being safe, they're not wearing masks, and I'm being very protective. But normally, being out in the world as an example, as a blind person, that's a great design on how to get out there and do what your goal is to achieve your goal and get to the parents and the kids and other blind people. Thank you. All right. Thank you. You bet. Anybody else? Well, this is Linda again. I'm just going to make this um, one statement. Um, definitely understand the role, you know, about getting out. So what we can do um, Another way that we can get out is through newspapers and social media. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that's the collective getting out there. The individual getting out there is often more powerful as we know each other individually, not just collectively. Like I said in the beginning, I walked into this room with, I don't know, 66 of you. I was nervous. I was scared. I don't know you, but I'm being less nervous now because I'm getting to know a few of you. You're talking with me, you're interacting with me. And I think that's really important, whether you're in the grocery store, the pharmacy, in your neighborhood. You say, hi, neighbor. My name is Katie. What's your name? 
And no question is the wrong question to ask me about the fact I use a long right cane. Katie, Thank you. We have a, we have a question from sure. in the house. In All right. House. Not so much a question, but a, but a, a statement. You, is, your, is your name, is your name in the house? <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 and and that's part of my designing of fun in life is I, I play with words. So aloha in the house. Uh, I'm David Bundy, and <laughs> we're talking about being an example. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a Boy Scout leader. And the reason I do that, or one of the reasons I do that, is because I'm dealing with young people. And 20 years from now, when these boys are in a position to hire somebody for their company. They're going to, a blind person applies, they're going to look back and say, hey, we had this blind leader that used to do pretty much everything we did. I think we should need to give this guy a chance. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I try to live my life in such a way that I'm an example that people see me doing things, whether it's with scouts or with mission trips at my church, Sure, I might fall off of a roof, but I'm going to get right back up and try it again. <laughs> if they'll let me back up. <laughs> Let's hope you don't fall off the roof of your house. That's a pretty big, big damage. No, he's, he's already fallen off a roof at our camp. I'm sure, considering he referenced it. <laughs> Wait a he was cleaning, he was cleaning up there. He was working. <laughs> yep. Shannon. Shannon has a comment or a question. I just have a quick comment. You said sure. you're feeling more comfortable getting to know a little bit more of us. We're just like you, only six hours older. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I do acknowledge that, Shannon. Thank you. It's just <laughs> I wanted to be honest about the fact that as much as I'm human interested and I love people and I love participating with people, they make me nervous just because I don't know them, but it's always good to get to know new people. I wanna go back to what, um, and I'm sorry, your name in the house is, say it one more time. David, is that your name? The Boy Scout leader? Yes. David, okay. so. Along the lines of being an example and Boy Scout leadership, and it came to us in a little bit indirect route. My husband Virgil and I have a cab driver that we've known for over 20 years and he's reliable and trustworthy and we've developed a relationship with him in that respect. Over that time, his name is Bill. Bill has a wife and two children that we've come to know indirectly over the years. But because of us being an example and communicating and talking about our blindness and being open to the questions about our blindness and what worked for us and didn't work in Bill assisting us in directions to get out of the car or where we were going if we were in his cab and if we needed assistance or not, he decided when his son joined the Boy Scouts and there was a badge that his son had to, along with the others, achieve, and it had to do with disability awareness. So instead of them 
pulling up the ADA and reading it, Bill decided it would be better by example. So he called me up and asked me to talk with the boys. I said, well, that'd be great, but can we do it out in the park so we're in motion so they see what I do with my long white cane? I'm not just sitting in a school cafeteria, which I've done before with Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, etc. But that I'm actually in motion so that they see the capacity of a blind person in a simple sense of it, what the use of the long white cane is and what other things we can do. So he chose a local city park that had stairs, not ramps. He chose, because he and I had talked about this, blindness is only one disability, but what if a, somebody, a child was in a wheelchair or blind or had other disabilities, how would they access the toilet in the public park if they went there? Well, there's no way a wheelchair user could have accessed that toilet. But the kids all thought that a blind person couldn't. So I got to show them how I walked up those stairs to access the toilet. Now, they were all boys. So we walked up to the boys' toilet and there were lots of giggles. I'm like, I'm not going in there with you guys. But it's that's the fun of the example and for education. And it can be done with adults as well. And that was an indirect route to being an example by the fact that my husband and I had been an example to this cab driver who really believed in us and saw the capacity of who we are as human beings and business people in the community. So great example, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, church, your local cab driver. Anybody else? Uh, there are no more hands raised, Katie. Um, cool. We, uh, I am super grateful. We are grateful to you um, uh, for taking time out of your Saturday early in the morning. Uh, <laughs> you could be swimming in the Pacific Ocean. I'm sure oh, you a little will. later, a little later. Yes. Um, we we are grateful for for you sharing some wisdom and a piece of you, a piece of Katie. Uh, with us and you are welcome in our family anytime um, so thank you so much for what you do and what you're doing and and thank you for being Katie Kahn thank you and don't be surprised if the next time we're all in person at a national convention I drop in on your caucus hey all right. <laughs> all right. amen feel free and then I'll get to give big hugs at that point. And right. That's, right. That's right. That's right. Thank you again very much. You're welcome. And mahalo, everybody. Enjoy your day. Aloha. 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 Um,